Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 85 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was a song called Crossroads by Ripped Away. That song, I believe, comes off of their EP that was released earlier this year. Maybe it was last year, but I'm going to say earlier this year. Nah, you know what? Fuck it. It was last year. Uh, um, Redemption Strike. Uh, that came out on Upstate Records. Why is that uh, pertinent information? Because today, this whole episode is uh, pretty much about Upstate Records. Uh, I have Mario. Uh, he has a last name. If you can read it, good, because I probably can't say it. But anyway, I've been talking to Mario for a while now. Uh, specifically, he been, he's been sending him sending me music to play on the podcast, and I've been talking about Upstate uh, Records and their releases. Uh, you've heard a lot of songs from them on here, a lot, and uh, I play them happily. One, because I like the music, and two... Because, uh, you know, he reaches out, I reach back. That sounds a little, uh, you know, whatever, but <laughs> shut up. Okay, so last week's episode with Scooter Ward, a cold did very well. And uh, I guess that was to be expected. I don't know that I thought it would do that well, but it did very well. And uh, so if you're a new listener from that episode, uh, this is a little different. This is more uh, m- more along the lines of what this podcast is about. Uh, more of the music that I that I tend to gravitate to. More underground stuff. But please stay, listen, uh, subscribe, rate, review, all those wonderful things. Uh, help me do this. This is a fun thing. And if you didn't know this last time, it has the best rap intro in the game. In all the games, every game, uh, board games, uh, checkers games, which I guess is also a board game. Best rap, best rap intro in uh, other things other than board games too. Lots of uh, uh, schoolyard games, uh, dodgeball. Best rap intro in dodgeball, uh, probably. You know, I don't know what the competition is out there, but this is a pretty good rap intro, if I might say so myself, and I do. So here it is. Dark I started doing a podcast I thought I found my calling But there's something more There's a little something more I think I can reach into I got a little more in me I need to get it out Just like the podcast It's Getting It Out rap song From the Getting It Out podcast And it feels powerful I think you feel it too I think you feel it too But there's certain things that need to be said Because I was thinking about it a lot lately What exactly was I was thinking about? I'll have to break it down here, just a little bit for you. I was sitting at home trying to relax when I realized a podcast needs a rap. It sound way better with they thought back, but I gotta spit quick on these Amish cats. For big horns of shit on rumble strips, Zeb sits back with a hundred kids, but I know how shallow that gene pool is, so what did he do with his cripple kin? How do you tell the time at night when the sun don't shine on the dial bright? While Von Scott lives the hard rock life, singing on the streets underneath the lights, I got grocery lists of shit I don't like. Gonna run them by old Mike on ice and like cops have a day with the butt drug tips. This podcast will flip your lids. So that's what I sing about on the song for the podcast. It's getting it out. All right, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to the 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 to the. Oh man, 
It's a good start, I gotta say. Starting strong, that's what's important, right? Wait, no, it doesn't matter how you start. It's all how you finish, unless you finish too early. That's not good for anybody. Um, what's up? Uh, episode 85 of the podcast. Uh, uh, the intro after the intro. Uh, I'm glad you're here with me. I appreciate you joining me on this, what is it, Friday when you're listening? I don't know. Whatever day you're listening, I appreciate it. Today is a Thursday evening for me. Football just started. Football's on right now. Um I got I gotta I gotta pay a little bit of attention. I got one of my fantasy football guys in there. I got Tariq Cohen. All right, now he's just my flex guy. All right, I'm strong at I'm strong at running back. I got Kamara and McCaffrey. How do you do that? Well, it's an auction league. You spend some money, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you do it. Uh, but truth be told, I know nothing about fantasy football, or I would have won any of these years. I've never won before. I've never won anything. But uh, you know, that's 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 that, that that's a mystery I can't solve. Um, so another another mystery I can't solve. Well, no. All right, let's let's talk about me thinking I know my stuff and then realizing I don't know shit. I thought I always think when I'm running around this neighborhood since I moved here, I was like, wow, this is this is really weird and strangely exotic for Lancaster, Pennsylvania. How I run into all these parakeets while I'm out running around. All these brightly colored parakeets. These these pretty little birds are flying around. And I had this barbecue the other weekend and I was telling everybody like, yeah, did anybody else in the area ever notice all these parakeets that live around here? And everybody's like, there's no fucking parakeets that live around here. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty confident. There's a lot of parakeets that I see around all the time. In fact, I just saw one outside the gate right here. And everybody's like, that's, that's pretty amazing. You know, everybody was like, Dan, you're amazing. Uh, just kidding. Nobody was, but everybody thought I was full shit. And, uh, then eventually my friend walks up with his phone and he goes, uh, is this what you what you see and call a parakeet? And it was a, a brightly colored yellow bird. Uh, it had a little black thing on its arm or wing, whatever we call that. And uh, it said uh, American goldfinch. And I said, you know what? That's exactly the parakeets that I see. So I just didn't know that these parakeets were called uh, American goldfinches. And he tells me that that's not a parakeet because it's a goldfinch. But I'm saying uh, that's a pretty bright bird. It's pretty small. Uh, checks all the bar- checks all the mock marks barks marks marks and boxes boxes and marks bar- you you know what words I'm trying to say it's, it's a parakeet basically looks like a parakeet tweets like a parakeet that's a parakeet baby yellow like a parakeet maybe it might be a little green I don't know it's, it flies really fast but I'm just saying that's a parakeet I, I live in a neighborhood with parakeets that are called American goldfinches seems pretty uh, plausible to me also I want to let you know that the toads started coming out around my house that's a bad thing. See these toads, they hang out right by my front door. And I don't know if you listen to this podcast for very long, but if but if uh, there's one thing that scares me more than anything, it's uh, a toad that I think is a rock or a leaf, but when I get near it and uh, I don't even notice it and then it hops right before I step on it, that's so scary. And I don't want that to happen to me. And it feels like it's going to happen every evening now. They're just out there waiting for me. The killer toads. Remember Battletoads, the Nintendo game? I don't. Um, also just saw a big, uh, big skunk as I was driving into my neighborhood. I thought it was like, like all I could see with my headlights was like the white part. And I was like, what is this fucking crazy creature like doing the worm across the street? And then like it got close enough and I could see the rest of the body in the darkness. And like, oh, it's a skunk. That's even worse. I'd rather it be a weird creature that I don't know what it is doing the worm across the street. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'll just stay away from that part of the neighborhood from now on. Uh, or I just won't go out at night. That seems like a safer bet. You know what? I, I'm going to go out tomorrow during the day. My wife and I are going out to get a couple's massage for her birthday. So I'm going to get all the, the tilly winks out of my back, maybe. No, I'm not. That's not going to happen. But I'm going to try. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel like I'm, 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 I'm athletic. So that's, that's what I'm getting uh, my wife for her birthday. Happy birthday, baby. You get, a, you get an athletic husband. 
that's not true at all man i can't i can't i can't even run a i can't run a 5k right now like i, I think like every time i go out to run i'm gonna run a 5k and uh but but at the same time i'm i'm fucking barely qualifying for the human race so i don't know what kind of what kind of athletic ability i have at this point but uh that's all right you know uh i'm i'm almost i'm almost 29 uh soon to be 27 you know lots lots could change in my uh prime years um so uh again this episode it features mario uh from upstate records we talked all about the label we talked for a pretty long time too and uh it was a joy to have on and i'm glad we had the conversation i'm glad we get to share it with you the listener uh one more song here or not one more another song here which one should we do blackened by refuge uh from uh the album uh what is the album called the ninth gate the ninth gate yeah this song features a guy i don't know look him up all right uh here this is the song by refuge or refuge refuge it's it's, what it's refuge right fuck it man who cares here's a song by this band spelled r-e-f-u-g-e and uh, then you're gonna hear my interview with mario let's go
Hello, Mario. Yeah, Dan, what's going on, bud? How much? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. I've been listening to you for so long, it's kind of weird to actually be talking to you. <laughs> well, you know, and I was thinking, we, you and I have been uh, speaking, well, not necessarily speaking, but communicating for a while now, but this is the first time we're actually speaking with each other. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> I know your voice, but you don't know mine. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's that's a that's a weird thing to uh, try to anticipate. What's you know, and and there's only a couple guys so far that I, that I knew what they were going to sound like when I got to them, and one one that I was one of your one of your guys that I was very pleased. He sounded exactly like I expected him was was Eddie Leeway, but <laughs> but but other than that, you know, you never know what you're going to get, and there's been some voices that I've heard through doing this where it just was not what I was expecting. And it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird wrinkle to it. So you must get like, we're doing like the podcast and, you know, people hear you. It's like, do they act like they know you? No, I'm hearing you on the podcast all the time. Not, not so much. No, but I think, uh, I think that's because a lot of the people that, a lot of people that do listen that, that I would speak to, um, are people that I probably already know. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. there's there's a shitload of people that I listen, but I don't come in contact with them. Like in 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 most ways, so so I wouldn't know. You know? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But so, so what's uh, up, man? Oh, nothing. You know what? I keep I keep mistaking today for Monday, which is a good thing, because you know when it's the other way around, that's that's an issue when you think you're a day ahead. But uh, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I know it throws me all off. I'm thinking, you know, today's Monday, and I'm yeah. trying to prepare for the week, and I'm like, I already lost a day, which is a cool thing. It's, it's amazing how the the week will play with you. <laughs> it is, but it was good today. Today was my my uh, my six year old's first day of school. She goes to school in Philly. She doesn't live with me through the week. She's only here with me on the weekends and through the summer. So I just got off the phone with her right before I called you, oh. just checking in on that. And, uh, oh, that's awesome! So that's exciting. First grade is is in business. Wow. So yeah, but you got some She's kids, all... right? Yeah, I got three kids. Three um, kids. My oldest is ten, eight, and five. And my baby girl, she starts kindergarten tomorrow. Oh, nice! Which is is a wild thing. It's like all those different milestones as you go through. You know, you know, yeah. between bottle feeding and diapers and peeing on their own, and now they're off to school. Well, that's I used to. I said I said before before my daughter when she was going into kindergarten. I thought, all right, that's not that big of a deal. When she starts going into first grade and they start numbering them, then it's going to start feeling like okay, this is getting this is getting serious now. But but then yeah. but but I also always talk about, especially looking at my my nieces and nephews. I have I have the oldest, and of course I have my my twelve year old stepdaughter too. So I really I really got ahead of my brothers and sisters who have all kids younger than my six year old. But uh. Every time they hit a little milestone, like, you know, we just went to my nephew's two-year-old birthday party over the weekend, where it's like, oh, we're still waiting for him to stop shitting his pants. Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, but you remember, like, you remember, like, when, when, when it first starts, and you're like, I can't wait till they can just sit up, you know, so I don't got to worry about catching them when they lean backwards. Oh. And, and, then I it, feel you, man. and then it's like, I can't wait till they can just hold their bottle. And then it's like, I can't wait till they can just, you know, like, all these little tiny things. And then eventually, it's like <laughs> I don't know. Go, you're telling them to do these like super. I mean, not complicated, but it's such a leap in three or four years. 
how much they actually do grow up that uh i don't know it gets taken for granted i think yeah with with our kids they're like a bunch of velociraptors you know because they right. have my wife kim and myself outnumbered and i think they know it and it's like they they play with us you know yeah. they know that we can't <laughs> handle all three at the same time so they kind of like divide each other and they, they attack <laughs> us from all different angles yeah they definitely keep us on our toes for sure that's their nuts. They're, they're such idiots, though, too, and that's that's what makes them entertaining. <laughs> yeah, they're always wrong. They're always wrong. That's why I've been having these big arguments with my daughter lately. Like, you're six. This is what I always go to. It's like, you're six. There's nothing you know more than me about, except for maybe, like, slime or My Little Pony. But still, yeah. like, like, if I said it's this way, it's because it is that way, or you definitely don't have enough proof to prove me wrong, so just accept it. But yeah, yeah, you can't, can't speak logic to an argument with an eight year old. It was like, how is yeah. this even happening? You know, <laughs> well, you must fuckers are smart. <laughs> you, you, you volunteered to surround yourself by kids other than your own, right? You, you're a football coach too. <laughs> yeah. I'm a glutton for punishment. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm coaching my son, my eight year old son's football team. And you know, there's nothing like 28, 38 year old kids. that just want to do their own thing. And, you know, you got to be careful. You can't yell at them like, you know, back when I was playing football and everything, you know, grab them by the face mask and get in their face. You know, you got all yeah. the parents just watching you all the time. And, you know, football is an aggressive sport. You got to try and fire up these kids. That's it, funny. It, it's I, a blast, though. I, I didn't think about trying to coach trying to coach now you know we, you, yeah like i remember i mean i was i was a jock too i was always a i was always a sports like i was always into metal uh hardcore punk rock whatever whatever every every different kind but i was always into sports and uh yep. and i think well, i think I, I that's not as rare as people make it out to be but i but i never thought about what you're saying there where it's probably very different now coaches i assume aren't allowed to act the way they did when we were younger yeah, I mean, w- within reason, you know, right. I mean, there's still definitely some elements, you know, back when we were playing football you know, or in sports back then, but y- there's a fine line, you know, yeah. and, you know, we're, we live in an age where all the kids get a trophy. So there's, you know, the sense of entitlement that you got to try and break through and, and make sure that you're playing the best kids and, you know, some kids just shouldn't be playing football at all, you know. And, um, <laughs> yeah. just, you actually fear for their lives, you know. You know, these some of these kids can really hit, you know, at such an early age. It's amazing. You know? Well, what's what's your take then on like um, the and I know we're to- we're totally not even getting to the point of the the interview here, <laughs> okay. but but I don't, I don't care. Yeah, um, like so like I, I was always a basketball guy. I never played football, but. Uh, so I never had to worry about what's, well, I mean, maybe I, so I don't know the whole, like the whole uh, head trauma thing, the CTE thing, what's as, as a guy with, with kids in football and a coach of other, how, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, in my opinion, I love football. It's probably my favorite sport and then baseball, then probably basketball. Yeah. But football, um, is, they've always taught you how to, you know, tackle the right way. But it was always like a badge of honor, like with your football helmet, to see how, how many you know battle scars, battle marks that you had on your helmet. So everybody was leading with their head. Yeah. And I can remember you know playing, and you get smashed, and clearly a concussion. If not, you know knocked out, and you get off to the sidelines, and the kid and the coach would be like, "You ready to play?" And you're like, "Yep, I'm ready to go, coach." And you go back in. There was none of this. 
concussion protocol. So I think we're teaching the kids um, much, much better on how to form tackle and not use your head. Um, I think a lot of um, athletes, especially when you get to the college and pro level, I mean, these are big boys. And it's all physics, right? It's all, you know, math times acceleration. These guys are just smashing each other, really smashing each other. So um, all the things that they're doing trying to make the game safer is a good thing. It it really is. Um, It's just when you've watched football all your life and you watch the progression on how it changed, it's not the same sport. So you shouldn't be comparing, oh, the league is going softer. You know, they're they're doing it for the right reasons. And I think the whole CT thing – is, is a real thing. I mean, there's only so much that your brain can handle, you know, smashing it. Um, I think we just got to, as a society, we got to be responsible, you know, and bring up our kids. We're battling right now. I coach Pop Warner, and there's yeah. always been like a weight limit with the kids. And we're having a hard time, you know, getting kids to come out and play. And I think it's two things. I think, one, you know, the parents are afraid to put their kids into sports, yeah, especially football. Um, and second of all, we're just getting heavier as a society, you know, I'll yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. There's a lot of kids that have to lose weight in order to make it and you just go anywhere and you can see we have a little bit of an issue out there going on. Um, we got to slim down America, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I, I don't, I, I have nothing to base this on, but my wife, she's from, uh, she's from Italy. So she's always, oh, telling, nice. she's always telling me that like, you know, and I, I I don't consider myself to be that large. I guess I'm I, I'm like six one. Uh, let's be honest, about two hundred ten pounds right now. Probably two fourteen. Probably two fourteen. All right, it's a struggle. I can't get below two ten, Mario. It's an issue right now. All right, it's, I was I was you married an Italian woman. That's not gonna happen now. It's true. It's true. But last year, this time, I was down to like two oh three, and I just can't do it again. Anyway, um, she always tells me that like if when 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 we go over there to Italy to Milan, where she's from. That I, the thing that's going to be uh, wild to me is how small everything is. How small the like the the buildings are, the cars are, because the the people are just that much smaller. <laughs> and, and, and and you know, I mean, I look at her family. I gotta believe her because they are pretty small people. But it's but it's I mean, maybe she's you know exaggerating because I'm so much bigger than her. But still, but it's uh, apparently a thing. Apparently, we're big fat idiots over here, and I I half she believe not. them. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. bad for saying well, it. But where's the yeah. evidence? Where's the evidence of that? <laughs> I mean, you go into McDonald's and you know you order. They don't even have small on the menu anymore. You just you want medium or large or oh, extra large. They I know. Give you a half a gallon of soda. We did that. We did that the other day. We were going. We were getting a breakfast. Thing. Well, no, me and I was going to do my fantasy football draft actually. And oh, nice. All, all my girls were going to go out to breakfast with their uh, with my with my sister in law. So uh, I instead of while they all got coffees, I just got a little quick uh, breakfast meal. And the question was, do you want that uh, medium or large? And I said small. And there was like a dead silence. <laughs> yeah. And they were like. Um, they're like, I'm sorry. Do you want that medium or large? It's like a, a small. I'm like we don't, like we don't do that. I'm like, what do you? Can't you just call the medium a small? This is like, yeah, why? Right. Why, why don't? Why, why isn't it just a small and a large then? 
Like, well, <laughs> lie to me. I don't care. Just don't make me feel like I'm going up a size when I thought I was at the baseline, but you're making the baseline too. It's not, It's a stupid system. It's supposed to be a one, two, three thing, and you made it a two, three thing, and it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, so yeah, you're so right, man. It's so dumb. But yes, yeah, yeah, make the yeah, just call it a small. Anyway, I know that kind of went off the rails, but we're not here to talk about any of that stuff. We're talking about a different roster, not your football roster. I want to talk about your your Upstate Records roster. How did you get involved in running your record label, Upstate Records? Oh, man. It's kind of an interesting story. I've always played in bands, like you and everything. And uh, one of the last bands I was in, we started, you know, gaining some traction. And, you know, these little labels... um, offered to do some stuff and then we started shopping around and all the the offers that were coming in were like these really really wacky deals so i just started to do things um myself you know from a marketing perspective and lining up you know the cd duplication and, and the merchandise and all this kind of stuff and i'm like i've always wanted to kind of do this kind of stuff and my wife, excuse me, my wife Kim and I, uh, we actually ran like a production company, you know, before we had kids and yeah. we put everything on hold um, while we're having kids. Now they've grown older, like, you know, things are a little bit more stable. And I came to her one night and said, hey, what do you think about you know, starting a record label? And, you know, there was a hesitation there on her part. You know, we've got three kids involved in sports. It's kind of wild. Um but it was like a way for us <clears throat> to really bring, you know, some of our, our skills together. Like I was more on the audio side of things and she's done yeah. like a lot of graphics. So we just kind of put our heads together and said, <clears throat> Hey, we'll start off slow. Let's start this label. And, you know, if it ever turns out where we're not having fun or we can't spend enough time for the kids and everything, then we'll just call it quit. And, you know, our, our initial goal it was, hey, maybe we'll just put out, you know, if we put out four releases in one year, we'll be happy. Yeah. And it just really kind of snowballs from there. Um, I think working with Kim here in the house uh, gives us a, a great way for us to come together um, outside of like our family life. And it gives us the ability just to kind of fill whatever voids we have. Um, so cultivating this this label together has been a lot of fun for the both of us and we're able to fulfill some of our let's say artistic needs by running the label yeah and help bands get out there uh, i think we've always tried to take it from the artist perspective and just help bands get their music out there we've always had like a passion for heavy music both of us together and um in, in short that's really how it all kind of developed really no expectations just other than hey let's just do it and i guess you know we're doing it that's awesome i didn't know i didn't know all that i didn't know your wife did this with you either um what was the what was the first record that you put out as upstate records um the first one we put out was uh volume one uh compilation a compilation i think there was like 26 bands on it yeah and we started the label probably like the really towards the last part of 2017 and we released it in January of 2018. So we had the idea, 
we ran with it, got it all duplicated, and we hit the production date. And looking back, it was just like we made so so many mistakes. Sure, I mean, it yeah. was just, we had no idea what we were getting into. Let alone, you know, getting twenty six bands to, you know, provide a song and produce it on CD. Especially twenty six hardcore bands. Twenty. That's like that's so many idiots. If you times 26 <laughs> times like four or five, that's just so many morons that say they went to the school of hard knocks and stuff like that. That's so many, that's so many morons, but at, <laughs> that's so admirable that you can put that together to get 26 bands I, to cooperate. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, man, you know, looking back, I don't even know how we did it because it seems like we've now, we're now on our third compilation and every time we go to do it it gets harder and harder just to kind of get all the bands together you know all the graphics obviously we're a little bit smarter so our expectations in regards to let's say the quality of the stuff we're receiving is um going up right we know what all the mistakes we made yeah but man oh man trying to get 26 bands together um on a on a cd hardcore band (laughs) and metal bands (laughs) and now we're working with bands from all around the world, yeah, um, it's pretty wild, dude. No, it's it's very cool, and I, I think I, I wanted to mention the, the compilations that you do because now you're you're working on the, what, what do you, you just call Upstate Volume Three, right? It would be what you're working on now, right? Well, right now, um, no, we've had is, is that the one you three, you announced the other day, or did I get it wrong? Yeah, well, the one no, no, the one that's coming up is actually an all exclusive. Upstate comp. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha, gotcha. All upstate bands are on that, um, and it's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Because you know, when you go back in time, like I remember going like to Ozfest or you right. know even like Victory, would they push out like these sampler CDs of sure. their of their bands and everything? And that's really what we're trying to do. It's it's somewhat promotional. Um, however, some of the bands are going to be putting some exclusive tracks, brand new tracks on there. And I'm really excited to get all the bands together onto one CD and to get it out there. You know, maybe people don't know the label or it gives them an opportunity to check out other bands. You know, maybe they, they like Descent and they've never heard of Habits before. Yeah. So all on one CD, they'll get to hear our full roster the way it is. Well, that's and that's 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 something I wanted to bring up, and I think it's a great thing. And obviously. Uh, People who are a little older into it know that this was a very common thing. That was every label did this right back back when, and it surprises me now that more don't. And especially given this whole uh, like playlist uh, style that 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 music's consumed in now, like it's to get somebody to listen. I mean, I, I I'm a I'm 100% an album person. I want to listen to an album. I don't want to listen to a playlist on shuffle, but. Apparently, I'm in the vast minority, and people want to listen to <laughs> to playlists. And I think this is just such a great way, like you're talking about, to showcase a, a, a label's roster and to do it this style, where essentially that's what it is. And uh, I'm glad to see that you guys are taking advantage of it. Awesome. And, and I'll be honest with you, Dan. I, I really want to bring back, you know, physicals. You know, there. I remember as a kid, you know, either picking up vinyl or. Or even a tape, and just having that tangible experience, that connection with the band. Sure. You know, digital is very, very convenient. I won't lie. You know, I download everything onto my phone, iTunes, and all that. Yeah. But there's still something magical, in my opinion, about opening up 
uh, a CD and you got the, the lyrics on the inside. Um, you got band pictures, you got the liner notes, the thank yous and, and all that stuff. I, I think there's something there and I'm starting to see more and more people become nostalgic about music again and they want to hold it. Yeah. Having all the CDs and storing the vinyl is a pain in the ass. I get all that, but I still, I think people want to go back and I'm starting to see, at least from where I sit, you know, more and more of a demand for physicals, you know, vinyl, you know, there's a love affair for vinyl. Absolutely. Granted, we're not talking, you know, 1990s, you know, moving units where hundreds of thousands, if not millions of units are being pushed out there, but it's steadily growing. And I think there, there's going to be a little bit of a revolution. You know, people want to connect with bands again and to be part of maybe that movement is just, is awesome. It's, it's very, very humbling in some ways. I, uh, I, I told get this out there. I totally agree with you. And I, I'm definitely a, a physical person. The, the, I, I listen to Spotify daily. Trust me, I, daily. Most of my day, I have one earbud in at my desk, and I'm listening to to Spotify or playlists, whatever. But most, but I'm listening. I listen digitally mostly, but I still want as much physical as I can as as I can have as my as much as my wife will let in this house. I will get in here. You know what I mean? Just because I like, yeah. I, I love the physical thing. But I wanted, to, but but all right. One thing first that we're talking about this. I noticed today right by my work. I. I I, like I'm talking like a quarter of a mile from my work. I noticed this sign a while ago on this factory and it says Record Club of America and it's <laughs> and it's an old it's an old ass sign and it's, and I every time I drive past I always think like man it looks like through the window driving by in this factory it looks like there's shelves and shelves of vinyl. Like it just looks like record after record on the shelf. So I finally googled it today. Record Club of America in York, Pennsylvania. And it turns out it was like this, like Columbia House, you know, Columbia House oh, BM, BMG kind of thing back in the '70s, and they shut it down, and it's just fucking sitting there. So apparently, this is like this, this whole warehouse of just oh my god albums, like right there. And I was like, and I, I called the number today. I was like, I, I gotta, I wanna. The, the, nobody answered because it doesn't go to anything. There's a, <laughs> there, there's a there's a for sale sign like on the you know for the the buildings for sale. It's been for sale forever, but it's just such an interesting. Like, it's like a little thing. Like I want to get in there. I want to see what this is, even if it's stuff I don't want. I just want to buy it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's not cheap. It's rather large. But I, but but also I, I wanted to say the thing that I get that I I wouldn't call concern, but I worry about um, with the physical release is that. You know how like we think eventually we're gonna run out of racist grandpas, like they're they're gonna die off. Like our kids who are growing up now who never had the C D in their hand, are they gonna they're not gonna have that nostalgia to look through the thank you list. So like is are we just biding our time and is this just for us at this point? I don't I don't know. I I, I don't I don't think so. And the reason why I say you know, you know, you're a parent. I'm a parent, um, and we're handing it down in to like the next generation. I'm handing it down to my ten year old. He found my box of tapes from you know the '80s and '90s, and he's just really enthralled with you know how the medium w- was pushed out there, and he's looking for more and more tapes. That that seems to be his thing. 
so as long as you know parents are responsible to kind of teach their kids about the physicals and um i also think you know all this music comes in, in cycles you know sure. in, you know my kid who's 10 all of his friends talking about the beatles and the eagles and the doors i was like shit i didn't even like those bands when i was kids a kid but now my son who's 10 he's starting to gravitate and starting to hear about bands that were from the 60s and 70s so yeah yeah and maybe in some regard you know now that you know radio is probably like completely died off you know having things on on digital mediums you know opens up the doors for learning about these other bands and i don't know um i guess will physicals ever die out i guess maybe that's a, that's a good question I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't we'll think it can be answered. You know, it's <laughs> we're, we're probably all going to have like a USB port in the back of our head soon, and <laughs> just plug in, and that's how you listen to stuff. What's well, it's it's, it's funny how things like do do and don't catch on. Like, do you remember a few years ago where they were where that Google Glass was coming? Do you remember Google Glass, the eyeglasses? No, I no idea. It was it was like you put oh, on yeah, eyeglasses, yeah, yeah. and and like your oh, smartphone yeah. was just in your eye, and everybody's like, no, we're not fucking doing that. Glasses are for nerds. <laughs> We're not doing it. That like we're we're still we still got aversion to four eyes. You know, it's it's everything. We're, we've been bullied it out of us. No glasses. Google. Try again. So, well, Dan, I'm offended, man. I wear glasses. <laughs> yeah, well, we all do at some point. We all have our flaws. <laughs> and you know, actually, I'm. If you look at my my Pennsylvania state driver's license, I technically wear glasses too. I mean, I don't, but I, I it says I'm supposed to. But that's only that's only because I failed the test when I was getting my Pennsylvania driver's license when I was uh, when I was sixteen, right? So they put the little. Ass- so you're telling me I'm riding dirty? And yeah. No, I'm telling you, I'm riding dirty. I don't need no sticking glasses, and I can back that up <laughs> by the, all the years I lived in Baltimore. And when I got my glasses, when I got my driver's license in Maryland, I took the eye exam, and they're like, "You're perfect." And then I came back up here to Pennsylvania and retook it, and they must have assumed I had in contact lenses or something. So it still says I need glasses, even though I'm not wearing glasses. Shit. So Pennsylvania, you got it all wrong. <laughs> I hope they don't listen to this. I'm gonna get a fine. Um, Speaking of states, this is a, you might have heard me uh, pose it this one before. Your, your record label is called Upstate Records. Is there another state with an upstate other than New York? Yeah. Or, who every, else is upstate? State, I guess has an upstate. Nobody <laughs> ever refers to this. You can't say upstate Pennsylvania. You can't say upstate New Jersey. Yeah, that's New York. Yeah, well, it's funny, though, in New York. If you if you go like more than ten miles out of the city, You're upstate. it's called upstate. <laughs> and we look at them like, dude, that's totally downstate, you know. Well, where but, where, um, where are you based out of exactly? Uh, I was talking with uh, you know one of our bands, Nail Down, uh, in California. And he's like, yeah, we got upstate California. I don't know. I guess upstate New York <laughs> is maybe more known. I don't know, but every state has an upstate, I guess. Except for like Rhode Island definitely does not have an upstate. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I said Rhode Island definitely doesn't have an upstate. (laughs) Delaware's out too. But uh, you, um, what was I going to say? Where where, where are you actually based out? Like what's the... We're we're about an hour north of Albany. Um, Okay, so you're actually upstate. I don't know if you're familiar with upstate New York. We're like five minutes away from Lake George. I went to Lake George once when I was a kid. Um, that's all I got. 
but <laughs> yeah, there's the pictures the pictures are black and white that's what i can tell you <laughs> yeah i hear you i'm originally from albany and just over time i've just gravitated more and more north and it's a it's a great place to raise kids i'll be honest yeah. with you it's it's quiet um people are friendly you know one one year my we went on vacation and my neighbor came over and mowed my lawn i was just like what the hell you know <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to pay you or yeah something? what's your problem no just being neighborly <laughs> Well, that's, yeah, that, that that that's funny. When I, when I came back, when I first moved back to like rural Pennsylvania, Lancaster area from Baltimore, I remember I was going out for a run, and uh, and I had to get. It took me forever to get used to people waving at me from their car. Exactly. Like my initial reaction every time was just the, the like, what the fuck? Like, what's wrong? What do you want? Like you're not, not exactly. Like, not, hey, how's What's it going? Your motive, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you, are you trying to pull? But, but all right. So let's let's go back. Let's go back to uh, to to the label here. Um, was it? You know, you said you were you were in bands before, and was there? Uh, and you've been doing this kind of music thing for a long time. Was there? Is there a record label that you were particularly a big fan of? I know for myself, there's always been labels that I gravitated towards. Was there one for you that you really stuck to? Yeah, thinking back, you know, Metal Blade just really pops out. And in some regards, like Brian Slagle's, I listened to a lot of his podcasts um, early on when we're thinking about putting the label together. Yeah. And he's just, you know, the way he ran the label um, was somewhat inspiring to how we're developing Upstate. You know, I remember one of his podcasts i'll never put out anything i don't like and and it's like that's exactly the way it's supposed to be you know you're supposed to put out what you like um we've never looked at bands with like dollar signs and say oh this is going to be the next big band and you know this is our cash cow but we're going to sacrifice our integrity because we don't really like the band that's not what we're about you know yeah it's interesting we get um submissions like all the time and some of them are do you even know that we're like a hardcore metal label <laughs> yeah. um anything from like r&b to country i always try to respond to everybody <laughs> yeah um but it, it's hard to say yeah you know uh it's good stuff but it's not really our style <laughs> but you know get back to your question uh metal blade for sure that's probably my top one well that that was metal blade was was a well, it still is it still is a great one, but it, I mean, it got a little all over the place there for a while. But, but like I remember, Metal Blade. You know, of course they have all like the classic like metal metal records. You know, but then there would be shit like Goo Goo Dolls, a boy named Goo. You know, like like and you, it's not like something you think of. But and I will I will uh, defend that record because I really like the one song that's on there. But it's just interesting to hear how to see how labels labels kind of spread themselves out. And yeah, I don't from know, what I, don't... I understand, you know, Google Goo Dolls, I think they're from Buffalo. Yeah. <clears throat> so I wouldn't say there's a connection, but from what I hear on the street is they were actually heavier. And when they got to Metal Blade or whatever, they kind of distilled them or produced them. I, yeah. I don't know. But somehow they kind of refined their sound to produce the hit. And I don't know. I don't remember the song. 
but it was that one song that he couldn't get away from, and that just what blew him up into something huge, you know. But my understanding is they were they were actually a heavier band or a punkish type band when they got signed to Metal Blade, and then they were kind of into that cookie cutter, put out a hit, yeah, and that was it. And then they well, were off running. I believe it because I I got no issue with a boy named Goo, and I had that on cassette. And that was that was honestly, if we're being real, probably the first metal blade thing I ever had. So it, yeah, there's that's that's might have been the gateway for some others too. But with <laughs> with with with, um, with with Upstate um, in 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 this era where it's becoming uh, increasingly easier to self release, self produce, self release, do everything your own um, as a band. What what about upstate like justifies signing a band like what what do when you sign a band what are you doing for them that they can't do themselves that's awesome that that's that's a great question and i ask that all the time and i think where we try to position ourselves is to try to be like almost like another member of the band yeah not so there's so much to releasing material i mean it's just it's amazing how much goes into it so we, we can take up all that crappy work, you know, connecting with, you know, the duplicators and making sure the artwork is good, um, developing a, a marketing plan and pushing it out there while the band can focus in on what they do best, you know, and that's to produce great music and focus in on writing and playing shows. So we try to come in and just kind of relieve the band of some of this, you know, necessary run around type work you know that's very exhausting and very draining um and i think that's what we offer the bands and you know through connections you know working with other distributors other labels like i'll name drop you know axel at fwh peter at 1054 hero over in japan at at, uh, retribution and nerds working with marcel or demons run a hawk and you know, Cortex, we've made some of those connections so we can help bands distribute their music, not just in the U.S., but, you know, get it to these other countries. Yeah. And I think that helps um, have some of these connections and offer it to the bands to get the music, you know, out there. Absolutely. But also um, also the, the roster that we've developed, now they have their own, like, internal network or family of a network, if you will, so the bands can kind of rely on each other, you know. So if you got Annie up in Detroit, they can connect with uh, Bushido Code, let's say, in in Pennsylvania. Right. And they can trade shows and go back and forth. So I think that's another advantage um, to being on the label is just having that family network of other bands that are doing the same thing and have the same goals. It is, and it, it, it creates a camaraderie that um, – that necessarily the music doesn't even have to jive with, and I, I know for for your label for Upstate, most of the th- most of the things sound pretty much from the same genre, you know. But the but there was a when I when, the one record label that I was on, the only one, A three eight nine. We we my band stuck out like a sore thumb on there, you know. We were like a you know, punk hardcore, uh, basically trying to rip off Wisdom and Chains kind of thing, and everybody else on there was like integrity, you know. And uh, there's bands like Gehenna and like, but but we because we were all part of that when we were around those people, 
It didn't. It didn't matter. Full hell didn't right. sound. Felt full hell didn't sound nothing like us. But you know, we were both on A three eight nine. So that's that's that was it. You know, <laughs> that, that's all that mattered. Um, but with um, with 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 these releases, how much how much of an influence do you personally have in direction? Whether that's sound, art, merch, or is there none at all, or do you just kind of sign what you like and let them run with it? Yeah, I would say. You know, it, it's probably ninety to ninety-five percent the band, um, and all we try to do, Kim and I, is just try to steer them. If we see something sticking out where it just doesn't make sense, you know, we'll talk with the band and we'll say we'll, we'll make a suggestion. Um, you, you know, there's been a couple mixes that come through. We've made a couple suggestions, but we really want to preserve you know, what the artist is doing, you know, wherever the band is and we try to accommodate whatever they want to the best of our abilities. We want them to have that autonomy, that flexibility. Um, once again, we want to be that sixth person or fifth person of the band. Yeah. And we're all just kind of collaborating, thinking mm -hmm. together. I never really try to shut down any idea that the bands have. We may just try to massage it a little bit and, <laughs> push it to a different direction you know but i would say you know the artist 90 95 percent control over what what they're going to put out is there a limit on how many uh horned instruments you allow per release i think you should put a there, cap on that there will be zero brass instruments on any <laughs> upstate release <laughs> that's a good it's a good policy <laughs> It's a good positive. You know, you let one in and they start getting carried away and then suddenly you're just releasing uh, big band stuff. I can see it now. Yeah, we'll get into the whole ska world, you know. Exactly. It's, it's coming back. No. It's coming back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it comes in waves, you know. Um, do, do you... Do, I, I know this is, a, this is kind of an unfair question, but do you, do you have a favorite release that you've put out so far? You know, <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard one. Um, and you look at your bands in the same vein as your kids. It's like if I had one of my kids come up and say, who do you like the best? It was like, I can't give you an answer. I, I love them all for different reasons, you know. Um, I love all of our releases all for different reasons. And when we look over time, <clears throat> they were all kind of special in, their, in that moment, you know, it even putting out the release and all the work that we do up front, um, getting up to release date and talking with the bands and, you know, the release date comes, it, it's all special and it all kind of um, immortalizes like that kind of memory of that time frame in which we're yeah. putting it out. So um, do I have a special one? I, I don't, man. That, that's a hard question. <laughs> well, it was, it was supposed to and be you're not going to get an answer. Uh, yeah. All right. Fair enough. I know. I, I try trying to get some controversy here. I just want to get people <laughs> mad at each other. That's all. I want people knocking at your door as you know. They're like, what, what if they didn't know what state you're in? And they're like, I gotta go to upstate New Hampshire. Shit. <laughs> like, like, no, dumbass. There's no such thing. And then everybody would know it's New York. It's the only one with an upstate. But anyway, so the um, crack me up, man. The the. Uh, the <laughs> What was it? What was this one? Oh, all right. So this is kind of off topic, but you mentioned something to you. You're a huge fan of the rap intro on this podcast. I know that for a fact. Yeah. 
So you're a big fan. And uh, <laughs> you've mentioned before you used to do some stuff with hip hop. What what is this past that? You... Oh yeah, what... oh, that's a, that was a wild one, man. So I started. Um, I don't know. I had one of those brainiac ideas, like I want to start recording. And so I went down to the local music store, and I think I've always I've always dabbled with recording on computers and stuff like that. Yeah. So I went out and bought this Yamaha digital workstation. This is like a standalone. So this is going back to like maybe early 2000s, I guess. Yeah. So they had a, I bought this Yamaha and I'm trying to figure it out. And I don't know, for whatever reason, I connected with a couple rappers out of, out of Troy and Albany and all these guys have, you know, interesting connections to say the least when you're in the studio down in albany and everybody's dressed in blue it's just like okay <laughs> what am i getting into you know yeah um blue man so, group yeah it started to generate maybe a little bit of a name and you know started getting more and more hip-hop guys coming through and it was it was pretty easy to do you know um nine out of ten times they'd have their own beat we loaded it into the computer set up a microphone and away we went and <laughs> hopefully you didn't get shot or you got paid or somehow some way and it had we're waking up in like in brooklyn at like three o'clock in the morning and i'm surrounded by stuff that is going on that really no nobody should see at that time you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> so i'm like all right i gotta get back to my roots here i gotta get back and start recording some metal and started connecting with some local bands up here actually probably one of the first iterations of recon right around this area um recorded some of their members early on and that's how it all started man jumped into hip-hop and jumped out well it's that's it's a good good thing to have a story about at least you know that's a that's the type of shit that i that i value that as long as you got a good story about it it was totally worth it yeah, it was, it was actually a lot of fun. I met some really, really cool people. You know, just to be embraced in the, let's say, in the hip-hop culture like that in in a different way was it was pretty wild, man. I'd get shot so of... fast. I, I, my, <laughs> my sense of humor would not go over well, and especially when they would start getting jealous about how good I am at it. So that would be, <laughs> that would be a problem when I start showing everybody up. That'd be an issue. Yeah, but... man, you got bars, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what they call them, right? Bars. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, all right. So let's 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 uh, let's give a little advice to those uh, that, that want to get signed by a record label. What is what is what is Upstate looking for in particular? And I'm not saying like um, I'm not saying say what you want people to send you. That's not what I mean. I mean like as a package for a band like what do you what do you does a record label ahead of a record label want to see yeah i think you know for us um obviously it goes without saying you gotta have good music you know it just it's got to start there um and then the second part is we gotta like you <laughs> you know yeah. we're bringing you on in a kind of a family type atmosphere and one of those aspects is you know you gotta be humble um you got to have realistic expectations. Um, you got to want to put the work in. You know, the bands that demonstrate that 
you know, they work hard at their craft. Uh, they're getting out there. They're playing shows. Um, they have a positive network, let's say. They don't carry, like, this baggage around with them. Um, and those are the type of things that um, we're really looking for. Um, we're looking for bands that want to grow with the label. Uh, we don't have, like, oh, my God, to offer. We'll, we'll do everything everything we can you know, to support the bands. But we, we've talked to some bands that have come in and say, you know, we need this, this, this. And there's no, like, we're going to do this together type of thing. And yeah. those are the bands we're not looking for. We're looking for a two-way street partnership, collaboration, um, and it's got to feel good. So much of it is really a lot on gut instinct, and I love, you know, the diversity we have. You know, I I don't have any problem taking on a band that is completely unknown um, and trying to help them, or you have a band, you know, my dream in some regards come true is like a leeway coming across. Right. it just blows my mind, but we're going to treat all the bands the same and try and give them all the love and attention that they deserve, whether they are a leeway or, you know, a band that's just starting out, you know, it's just the right thing to do. Yeah, it is. And the one, I don't, I wonder what it is about, and I, I'm I'll put you, you and I both on a little pedestal here about people like us who, who, because it's not everybody who we hear music and we want other people to know about it like i i so it, to me it's a like i i know like i always like I, that's why i like doing this that's why i like doing this podcast because i hear something that i think's really cool and i want other people to know about it. i don't want any credit for bringing it to anybody's attention but i want i want i want you to hear it like i want i don't know and i i think it's a i think it's a a thing that not everybody has and i don't even know what what makes it happen or how it happens yeah yeah i think it just boils down to we have a passion for music yeah as simple as that and you know i'm I'm, my playing days are over but i still have that passion for heavy music and i love the position that we're in and instead of it's just me playing in one band and making one impact now i can help out you know multiple bands you know exactly that's a good point and, and trying to get them out there and, and nothing makes me happier to be honest with you when the bands come back and they say hey you know thank you uh, you know for what you did you helped us and or you know they put us in their liner notes and it's just it's it just blows me away that we were able to have you know a hand in this and help yeah. them get their music out there it's it, it's pretty pretty freaking cool man <laughs> I agree, and I, and I and I and there is something too about the simple acknowledgement of 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 people pushing people pushing your 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 stuff, your art, your music, and then you know just saying thanks for that. You know that that goes a long way, and 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 I and I think I think that's how our our relationship here has has got started. Don't worry, I just put us in a relationship, Mario. I just did oh, that. So, yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. We've never <laughs> well, even we, seen we, each we other. The second base already. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna cyber soon. Um, oh no! I didn't say that. Um, yeah. So tell me, tell me about. Um, well, actually, let's let's tell other people about some of your very recent releases, and then fill me in on what's what's coming up next that you can talk about. Uh, the, recently, um, 
we just dropped uh, Kings Never Die. They have a single that just came out you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, the single Before My Time. They got four songs in the works, uh, four-song EP. Uh, they got some, some bangers on it. They, they have this one song, um, Raise a Glass, with Vinny Stigma and Mike Allo on it. Nice. This thing is like, you know, I could see people in the bar just you know singing along to it it's just it's an awesome track so i have really high expectations for that band um our Klein is right in the queue this is somewhat of a newer band i'd say um they're out of california it's got um marty from from hoods is in it and a couple guys from uh, take vengeance i heard the track one time and just like holy shit i love this stuff yeah um, so that's coming out uh, recently um, forget or forgiveness denied. They dropped something back in early summer. Um, I gotta ask. Forgiveness yeah. denied. It's X. Forgiveness denied. X. Right. Yeah. So do we? And I. This has been the 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 forever question with straight edge bands. Do we pronounce the X's? <laughs> no. I, no, I we don't. So. I don't know. Because I, there was a band Looking Forward from Maryland where in their song they called themselves X Looking Forward X. And forever since then I've been confused. And now I think that maybe I should be saying X Forgiveness Denied X. Now you got me questioning myself. It's good. Oh, it's boy, good. Maybe to... I've been pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you've been promoting this improperly. And if you just said it correctly, you would it would be platinum by now. But way to go, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really fucked that one up. Didn't yeah, I? yeah. Well, it happens. I'm gonna be calling them afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you, are you serious? You're calling me about this? That, that, that'll be the. <laughs> so that's forgiveness denied. And what what was around? What else was around the this summer? Yeah, we had Born Without Hope. They did a, a split CD. Um, we helped the dudes in in Space Rack. Uh, yeah. yeah. With their sorting out few fools um, EP, which was. To me, that was a freaking banger, bro. I mean, that thing hit so freaking hard. Holy it was. And, and, you know, it took, I don't know if you heard it, but the episode that I had Blaze from In Cold Blood on here, he had to educate me on what I was hearing with them. And then I was like, yeah. oh, I get it now. I was hearing it before. I'm like, what the fuck? This is so stupid. And then he educated me, and I went, okay, now it makes perfect and, sense. And, <laughs> and we, we got to give props to AJ, man. I mean, that, that guy is he's doing so much for the team so much and he's just a stand up dude I mean he was just great to work with um, but Absolutely. when he sent I, over to the masters I'm listening to it I'm like I hear some shit in here so I called him <laughs> up and I was just a little hesitant because I didn't want to like offend him I was like yeah. dude I hear some stuff in here and he's like yeah I'm paying homage to a couple dudes <laughs> on this thing <laughs> so I thought that was really really cool no, it is, and I, I listened to him recently on. He did a, a Ill Street episode, a episode with Ill Street News, and, and uh, yeah, he seems like a pretty cool guy, and I like I like what he's doing for, especially you know the whole store and the you know the band's one thing, but the whole store museum, all that shit. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's definitely on the bucket list. I got to get out there and um, check it out. But uh, what we got? You're what we got coming up. I got to selfishly promote something coming up, right? Yes, yes. That's what, that's what, that's what we're doing. Uh, Iron Price, they're out of Baltimore. They're yes. in the studio with Len over at Landmine uh, Studios. Len also plays in Descent. You do, Descent is, oh, you do know that, that Iron Price is 
is the, the, they share a guitar player with my old band. So so I got that that connection. This is very yeah, very important. Brian. Oh no shit. Brian no Brian shit. was a guitar player in Pleasant Living as well. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Brian's like the quiet one of the group. You know, wow, on Dennis, paper. Between Dennis yeah. and Matt. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well they're they're all that's they're all good guys. That's that's those guys I've known Dennis well Dennis I haven't known very long but I've I've known Matt uh, Brian Marty Travis all those guys for a very long time and they're all very good guys so I'm glad oh. I'm glad to see they were just in the studio this weekend I believe yeah yep so they promised me it's gonna be a banger so I told them I'll, I'll believe it when I hear it because they've taken over a year and a half to <laughs> oh shit <clears throat> So if they're listening, um, yeah, let's get going, guys. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll no, shake them up. We have plenty of fun banter going back and forth. I, yeah. I love them guys. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, they were probably maybe the third signing onto the label. Oh, yeah. Well, if you want banner, Dennis is perfect for that. <laughs> Him and his damn Garfield. That's yeah, that's right. Say. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Descent, you know, they're working on some stuff. Um, Smash Your Enemies, that's coming out uh, at the end of October. I listened to those masters. Holy shit. There's something about Detroit that is just brutal. Um, Annie Up, who's from Detroit. Yep. They got, they're going to be dropping something towards the end of this this year as well. Um, so we got some, some heavy stuff in the works, you know, That's there's awesome. some interesting things that may be coming out of the leeway camp that I'm pretty stoked about. Um, I'm sure it'll be announced here pretty soon, but that's really exciting really exciting what's the what's um, the band the old the older band I, I the name's escaping me was that you guys brick by brick? no the uh shit what's well, not not like the, the the actual they were they were around a while ago who the hell am I thinking of am i am I getting the wrong one this is, this is my, I'm, I'm literally looking it up right now as I'm saying this because I know I know what I'm trying to say. I just can't figure out the words. What the fuck? I will gladly leave this. You got me At- Attica. Oh, Attica. Tell, tell me about Attica. Yes, I don't know anything about Attica. Tell me about Attica. <laughs> oh, Attica. Um, so Mike Valeni from Brick by Brick, before he was in Brick by Brick, he was in a band called Attica. Actually, he was in... It was two bands before Brick by Brick. Um, so way back in probably the late 80s is when I first met Mike. Um, we were in high school together. Well, he went to a different high school. But somehow we got connected and we started a band. Uh, and the band was Attica. And Oh, so you were in this band know, too. Yeah, it was, I played my first show. Oh, look, and you're acting like you you can't. You're acting like you didn't know what I was talking about this whole time. I did. I did. I completely <laughs> spaced out because yeah, we're really we're putting it out. I mean, I dig it. I mean, it's it's metal as fuck. You know, yeah. it's you know, thrashy as all hell. So when Mike said, "Hey, let's put this out," I'm like, "Sure, why not?" You know, there's a little nostalgia there. You know, I mean, some of my really good friends growing up were. were we're part of that band. So there's a little bit of a legacy in some regards, you know, 
So when Mike approached me about it, I was like, yeah, this is a no-brainer. But Attica was around for a good, you know, late 80s to, I think, 10 years, maybe, 15 years. Oh, very and cool. And this, this last release, the band kind of fizzled out. So they did this recording, and the band kind of fizzled out, and it was just sitting there. And one day, Mike was going through, like, all the CDs, um, you know how we all have like a bunch of CDs, none of them are labeled with anything. Yeah. So he's just sorting them, putting them in. He's like, holy shit, this is the Attica recording. Um, and he played it for me and it skipped like a motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and he's like, this is the only recording we got. So I took it back and I played with it and was able to kind of transfer it. <clears throat> and then the word kind of got out and the vocalist from Attica he comes out and he goes, yeah, I got the you know first generation master. So he brought that up just to make sure we had the good copy. Nice. Um, so yeah, the the old band Attica, um, they're a defunct band. You know they're not going to play anything, but we're just putting it out because it's never been released before. No, that's cool though. I I I appreciate things like that and just for I mean fucking for my sake, I ain't going to half the fucking shows anyway. I'm not I'm not going to more than half the shows. I'm not going to ninety percent of the shows. So <laughs> if, like, if it's just a, if it's something I can listen to, that's cool with me. But um, I think you were mentioning about like you know bring back like the matinee shows. Hell know? yeah, every show should you be know, a matinee. You know, start at like one o'clock, yeah. by four. <laughs> yeah, you know that's cool. You, you know, know have the football game on in the background. Daycare, yeah, like, yeah. You got we got to do this right. There got to be you know a bouncy house or something to keep the kids occupied. Yeah, and oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or everybody should just bring their kids to the show and let the kids get into the pit and have them have. <laughs> yeah, 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 they'd probably they'd probably have less problems. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen kids when that's, they're around other kids? <laughs> that's true. You might be right about that. All right, Mar. Well. uh Oh, oh, oh! What one last question? I, I like I like to ask this about record label stuff. What is is there is there one record? I mean, is you actually you've put out a ton of records, by the way, for only being around for as long as you've been. But is there one record that you've put out that you felt was like criminally overlooked? Criminally overlooked. Maybe not criminally. Um, just we'll just say overlooked, because criminally sounds a little drastic and dramatic, and I don't want to be that. Um, that extra yeah you know as um you know as i'm looking around um i'd say the the ripped away you know i think it's done it did well yeah um but the way you know their live performance was is phenomenal yeah especially when they had the other guys in the band and everything but i just I think a lot of people probably have missed out on, on that band. Um, I mean, obviously they're still doing stuff, right? But that three-song demo that they put out, I thought was was a banger, and you know, just waiting for it to just catch even Connect. more fire yeah. than it did. You know, it's kind of it's kind of weird question. I don't want to say you know it, it didn't do bad. Um, I just think it had a lot more potential. Um, to gain a lot more fire than it did. No, I, I, I don't mean that. Yeah, I certainly don't mean it in a negative way. Like I look at I look at records that like came out. Uh, I, I, well, I was working on this article forever about uh, that I never did, but started to, but never finished for about uh, like ten 
overlooked, underrated records from I forget what decade I was using. I think the the two thousands. The and I just feel like there's always so many good records that for some reason just don't make it on as many radars as they should. And then you look at it later and you listen to it later, like this is so fucking good. How did everybody miss this? And it's just, it's that, that's like frustrating to me in a way as like a listener. It's just like, just, damn, I wish everybody heard this. Like this was, this was yeah. an awesome record, but it's so wow. Wow. You've got some, I want, I want you to tell people what they should have been listening to. Yeah, there, there, we had this band, um, Embrace the Hostility, out towards, you know, the Pittsburgh area. And unfortunately, you know, they broke up. Yeah. Um, but this is, it was a banger of an album, man. It was, it was like thrashy, hardcore-ish, you know, good vocal styles, uh, really great playing on it. Um, and unfortunately, like I said, the, the band broke up, but, you know, that was, that was an, that's another underrated um, release that we had that I just thought was going to really take off. Um, yeah. So you just you just never know, I guess. You know which ones are going to really pop. But I think all of our releases I've been very very pleased with. There's not been one disappointment at all. That's awesome. That's that's obviously what you want. And but I think it'd be hard to be disappointed. And I don't know. I think I think when you're when you're coming with the passion. And love for it that you are that there there it'd be hard to be disappointed in any of it and I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean I think the barometer for you know is it a good release or bad release is all subjective to different people. You know, some people look at how much money they made off the release, or I'm I'm just happy that it's getting out there, and you know, other countries around the world are like, hey, send me that stuff. And we send over 10, 15 units to the country. And to me, that's a success. That's like, awesome. Wow. That's, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The band has worldwide exposure, you know? It really is. I mean, it really is crazy to, to know that you're reaching people that far and wide. And, and, and you know, I experienced that here that there's just the people that you, something you're doing, your upstate records, your CDs, whatever are sitting on somebody's shelf in fucking yeah, I think Bulgaria about that when, I'm yeah. the, when I'm taking the garbage out you know yeah. <laughs> or doing yeah. the like hey uh, we got CDs in Japan and I'm still <laughs> where's the garbage man where's my manservant right <laughs> <laughs> alright Mario thank you very much for coming on and doing this oh and I wanted to tell you I, I didn't realize until uh, until I was getting your number earlier that I forgot I didn't notice your question that you posed me in our in our oh, text shit. about Wawa or sheets, and I I, I know that I'm not going to get deep into it like most people from around here do, but I th- think and this probably is regional, but I think I have to go with sheets strictly strictly for the made to order strictly for made to order <laughs> food yes but yeah but I've only been in sheets once. Um, and I don't even remember if it was good or not. Um, I usually, I go down to Virginia for work, you know, quite often. Yeah. And there's a Wawa there. And to me, Wawa is, you know, hands down far superior than anything we have up here in (laughs) upstate New York. Right. So specifically like Mitch from Descent, he's all about sheets and he gets so pissed off when I bring up Wawa. So I'll bring up Wawa any chance I can. So... (laughs) 
until I have more experience with sheets, I got to go with Wawa. Well, it's a fair debate down here. It's a, it's a totally fair debate. I, I live in the county where we have both, which is rare. Usually you got one or the other, but I, I'm, I'm in Lancaster where it's like a dividing line. So, uh, you know, as, as somebody trying to be uh, impartial, I do lean towards sheets. But sheets is a little, it's a little, it's a little ridiculous sometimes. It's a little NASCAR, you know. Uh, the, <laughs> Wawa is a little more refined and you know grandparent uh, ish, but there's you know it's, it's somewhere between. You know, I, I don't know. It's tough, tough to say. But to answer your question, I go with sheets. Yay! We all can get along in this world, man. <laughs> right. If I showed you what we had up here, <laughs> it's it'd be an embarrassment. I'm sure it's up upstate. What's up there? Nothing. We I, got I, we <laughs> we have stewards. The only thing that stewards even decent out there is coffee. And that's about it. <laughs> wow, there's room. <laughs> Maybe a little expand. But all right, yeah. Mario. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and talking to me. Is there? Do you want to tell people where to find the record label real quick? Yeah. Um, you know, majority of our stuff is on our distribution through Merch Now. So UpstateRecords.MerchNow.com. Or our website, which is upstaterecordsny.com. Cool. Thanks, man. And then we're on all the socials. Dan, thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you soon. And have a great one, bro. Of course, man. Pleasure is all mine. Appreciate it. Pleasure, bro.
So there you go. That was my conversation with Mario. And at the end there, that was a song by Brick by Brick off their album Hive Mentality. That one has uh, Vincent Bennett from the Acacia Strain. And uh, I believe the song's called In the Ruins. I, I might have played that on here before. I don't remember. But whatever. It doesn't hurt to hear it again. That's a wrap for this one. Thanks again to Mario for coming on and speaking with me and uh, for sending me new music uh, constantly um, and for allowing you to hear new music too. Um, if you want to check out anything with Upstate Records, uh, go to upstaterecords.merchnow.com. I think that's what he said. If it's not, it's something like that. You can put it together. You can figure it out. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, getting it out podcast at gmail.com for whatever reason. Send in your music. Send in your complaints. Send in your questions. I'll take care of all of them. Uh, what else? Instagram getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast uh twitter at getting it out pod and facebook page www.facebook.com slash getting it out podcast any of those methods are okay to get a hold of me um yeah so i think we should end this one with probably another song and uh let's keep it upstate let's do uh let's do one by habits this song's called don't think all right that's it for this episode thanks for listening bye bye Oh!